Believe all women. Well, except for those women over there. Don't believe a word they say. And also, if you're a white male college student, I hope your parents are rich. Because ain't nobody giving you a freebie sexual assault defense. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. The latest Glenn Lowry podcast has law professor Laura Bazelon on there. And she is talking about a Title IX campus sexual assault case that she became a part of. I don't know if she said if the case is still ongoing or if the guy has got off now or what. But so on some University of California campus, there was a white female student who was dating a black male student. And apparently he was abusive to her. But anyways, she was in love with him. I mean, I could go into the evolution on that, but it's like, if someone abused me, then I would stop hanging out with them. Well, let me tell you what, I certainly wouldn't love them. But I think evolution is like, for the sake of the children, you gotta keep loving your abuser. Females. But in any case, they broke up. And while they were broken up, she slept with, well, or got raped by his friend, another black male UC student. And I'll tell you what, ladies, uh, if there's going to be any shenanigans with your rape accusations, delete all your text messages. And maybe, you know, when the guy's in the bathroom or something, grab his phone and delete all the text messages on his phone also. But anyways, they just had a ton of texts of all the stuff, of all the stuff that was going on. So she broke up with the one guy. She went on Tinder went on a date with the friend they were making out he's like would you give me a bj or something she's like sure he was like would you lie on your stomach i think he asked her would you lie on your stomach for a second she said sure and then he vaginally penetrated her as the kids say and she said stop that hurts and then i don't know i don't know what happened after that Maybe, I guess he kept going, or who who knows? Who knows? I mean, I think the guy said it was all consensual. Anyways, that was her story. She said, I said stop, and that hurts. And he says it was consensual. And then they kept texting each other, or, yeah, I guess, not going on Tinder, but, um, anyways, and then they slept together a few days later again. And according to her, that time, it was consensual. And then the day after that, she got back together with her boyfriend, and he's like, you know, have you been having sex with people while we were broke up? And she's like, your friend raped me. And I guess he's like, okay, we can get, you know, that's not your fault. We can get back together. He believed her, I guess, whatever. Didn't have a lot of faith in his friend there. And the timeline is not entirely clear to me on this. Um, but three weeks later, after they had gotten back together, she's like, oh, yeah, well, we had sex another time when he didn't rape me. And the boyfriend is like... I don't believe you. And so at some point, she went to the school and said that she had been raped. And so that gets us to the Title IX sexual assault on campus situation that's been bouncing back and forth. So I believe Title IX is part of the 1964 Civil Rights Act. And it says something about no discrimination based on, I don't know, sex, gender? I don't, I don't know. They probably... They're trying to fit transgender people into Title IX. The Biden administration is, but I think up until recently it just meant, you know, 
women and men. Well, no, it meant women. It was don't discriminate against women. And so it was applied extra hardcore to all the universities in America because all the universities are partially federally, federally funded because students take out federal student loan aid. I mean, it doesn't exactly matter, but uh, anyways, universities have to take gender or whatever. Have to not discriminate against women more than like a private company does. They have to really not discriminate. And so under Obama, they sent out a declaration or something or other, a memo, to all the universities. They said, okay, sexual assault on campus is a problem. I want you to do this. And I think they how they run sexual assault accusations on campus is there's an in quotes independent um, arbiter who is the investigator, whether the judge, the jury, and the uh, executioner. And also, they're like the cops, they're like the DA, they're everything. They're everything all rolled into one, into just one person. And the legal standard they go by is preponderance of the evidence, which Laura Bazelon has a nice way of describing it, which is 50% plus a feather. You know, if the, if the facts are 50, if you got the facts on your side, of 50% of the facts on, the, on your side plus a feather more of facts, then you're the winner. And basically, you know, the, the classic he said, she said rape, rape accusation is she says she was raped and he says she agreed to it. And then no one else was in the room. And so now you got a fit. So now you got an exact 50 50. But so the way it runs is, you know, the feather is you believe the woman. You just say women are more trustworthy than men. So you got two accusations, the woman wins. And, you know, and maybe this is to make up for, I, mean, I think really what it is, it's to make up for the fact that in the past, the women were not believed. They're like, your, your skirt was too short, you're a slut, you deserved it, you were asking for it. And so I guess, you know, it used to be, just believe the man, now it's believe the woman. I mean, you know, and, and back then, a whole bunch of miscarriages of justice happened, and then today, same thing. It's a sticky wicket, I've talked about it before. It's a sticky wicket, though, because... You can't tell. The answer is you just can't tell. But if you run it through the legal system, it's um, beyond a reasonable doubt, which means that he said, she said, the guy gets off every time. So yeah, that's the way to put it. The Obama administration is like, well, if you send these, you know, drunken sex romps <laughs> that, that are re regretted the next day into the legal system, the boy is going to get off every single time because that's beyond a reasonable doubt. So we want you to create a, sip, a separate thing that's just, it's not the, you know, it's not the cops, not the real cops. There's no, there's no uh, penalty of prison. We want you to do a preponderance of the evidence thing. So then we can just say the woman's always right. And if you're convicted, you are expelled from school. And this part was interesting. I don't know. You're also, you're registered as a, like, college campus sexual offender. It's not the normal thing where you, you know, molest a kid and then you register it as a sex offender and then you can't, you know, live in any house that's within, you know, a thousand feet of a school or something like that. But anyways, apparently, anytime you try and go to college, boom, that will show up. You're a college sex offender. And obviously, colleges have rules about not letting in <laughs> college sex offenders. Oh, and how do we even know any of this stuff? So there's the impartial investigator person and... There's no cross-examination. If a woman, you know, if a, if a, if a, when the woman accused this 
when the white woman accused this black man of rape, he didn't he couldn't like cross examine her and be like, hey, didn't you say yes, 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 no? Anyways, he didn't he doesn't get to talk to her. It's not like a it's it's not like a court. Like I say, there's just one person that and it was one it was a woman. So one woman, she ran the investigation. She could ask anyone questions if she wanted to or ignore anything they said. She could just do whatever the hell she wanted. And she found in favor of the woman that rape happened. Rape happened, and you're a rapist. And then I guess like some, whatever. It became a famous thing on the campus. Apparently black black people were 3% of the student body at the school. So like basically everyone knew who, everyone knew who did it or who had been accused. And so I think like women's groups <laughs> were going around putting up posters around campus with his picture saying he's a rapist and like black college clubs or whatever were pissed off about this and they were like harass you know I don't know making threatening phone calls or whatever they were harassing her he didn't ask them to but on his you know whatever they thought he was innocent so they were harassing the woman so basically they both got harassed one way or another and so I don't know if this girl like if she wanted to destroy this man's life or if it was just an easy out because she wanted to get back together with her ex-boyfriend. But she went to the police at this point and she sought a restraining order against the black college student. And that's part of the the real criminal justice system in America where you get to face your accuser and all this stuff. And so Laura Bazelon, this law school professor who does whatever, uh, criminal defense for people for free sometimes. She got to grill the girl on the stand for two days. And basically that's how we know everything because, I mean, otherwise you wouldn't, you wouldn't know shit because the, the college investigator wasn't going to tell anyone. I mean, whatever. She was on, in my opinion, she was completely on the girl's side and was going to do everything to basically protect the girl, but also, you know, and, and not let any information out that would go against the case. But anyways, there you go. So, so everything I told you it finally came out because she accidentally got the real legal system involved, which where, you know, one of the, I don't know, the Constitution says that you can face your accuser. And the reason why she was getting a restraining order was because these black college clubs were harassing her. But in fact, the accused rapist didn't tell them to, it had, it had nothing to do with him. He didn't do anything, so there was, he did not get a restraining order put against him. They were doing it independent of him, although I think some of them were his friends. And so, like I said, this whole, the whole system of the college sexual assault judge, jury, executioner, all in one person, that was from the Obama administration. And then when the Trump administration came in, there's a woman named Betsy DeVos, she was the education secretary, doesn't matter. Anyways, Basically, Trump said, no more doing it that way. Now you have to have, I don't know, like a trial, I guess, yeah, or something. You either have to have a fair trial or else maybe he said, you just have to leave it. You know, it's rape. It's rape. That's illegal. Just leave it to the criminal justice system, the real one. And I believe Biden, along with trying to get transgender individuals included under Title IX, women equality stuff, is also trying to go get colleges to go back to the old non-fair trial system and so that's where I kind of they didn't they, she, she didn't explain the story at that point like I don't know if 
the case was ongoing and then the the title whatever the government changed the rules and then he got off because they changed the rules or or who knows what actually i think what happened yeah i'm not sure i don't think the kid the kid has not been thrown out of college yet or and labeled a college sex offender because somehow the investigator slash judge slash executioner um she did something wrong and it was like oh we got to redo it uh, so i don't know if she didn't cross her eyes and dot her t's or what and then they were talking about Trump and Amy Wax and like how, you know, Trump is an existential threat to America. So that means all the mainstream media can lie all they fucking want is, you know, because because, you know, otherwise Hitler is going to get reelected. Right. You can lie. Is it better to lie about Trump so that he loses the election or to tell the truth and Hitler's back in power? And Amy Wax, who is a super, super politically incorrect uh Law school professor at uh, an Ivy League university. I've talked about her before. Her school has brought up a whole bunch. They've made up a bunch of BS charges to get rid of her. And it's basically they're like, she is an existential threat to this university. We can't let her saying what, you know, we can't can't let her say what she thinks. So basically they're like, we need to throw all the tenure rules in the trash and get rid of this because she's the next Hitler. I mean, everyone's the next Hitler, obviously. Like, what, what do people call him? The Austrian artist with a mustache. You're the next Austrian artist with a mustache. Yeah, and it's kind of funny. So it's not that, you know, the mainstream media, yes, they're a bunch of liars, but they didn't say they're a bunch of liars, and that's why they did it. But Sam Harris the other day, he was like, it's okay to lie as long as Trump is defeated. And he was talking about how the mainstream media and Twitter and Facebook and everyone suppressed uh, information about Hunter Biden's laptop. And that's interesting because there's an episode of Sam Harris's podcast where he's talking about false rape, rape accusations. And he was saying that he talked to some British police officer whose job it was to investigate rape accusations. And he's like, you know, off the record, what's your estimate of how many of these are false? And the guy was like, I think about half of them are false. You know, and this number, it, the number is pretty important. The number that you'll hear, I think, is 2%. There was a study, like, in the 70s or the early 80s. There was a bad study. Like, nothing about it was a valid way of conducting this study. Um, but anyways, it came back with, like, 2%, I think, or 2 to 5%, something like that. And then that's what everyone quotes. And you will not find anyone doing a, a more recent study to double-check if that number is correct. Because you might get a, you might get the wrong number. You might get fifty percent. What if what if you get fifty one percent? What if fifty one percent of rape accusations are false? Uh, that would be a terrible result from a study. So you just you don't do that study. And people who are doing studies have an idea of what the result is going to be. So I guess that shows you there. Whatever the whatever the number is, I'm not saying it's fifty one. Whatever the number is, it's too high because no one is studying it at all. If it was a nice low number. There'd be thousands of studies every year. The real number is too high, so everyone's just like, leave that motherfucker alone. And then Laura Bazelon is part of some sort of racial justice legal thingabobber, and you know that was how she, you know, this how, that's how this relatively, you know, high class lawyer got on the case was because the guy was black. So whatever. If you're white, I hope you're I hope you're rich because you're gonna have to pay for your own lawyer. Uh, they throw out a stat that black males are 4% of the student body on college campuses. 
but they make up 40% of people accused of sexual assault on college campuses. And this is from Laura Bazelon's, whatever, organization that she works for or is affiliated with. And they say that that is proof that America's racist and college campuses are racist. And maybe that's true, but it sounds, you know, it sounds like believe all women, except don't believe those women. Uh, another stat is that 70% of exonerations for rape are for black men who didn't do it. I think I talked about this before, but I wrote a paper on this in college. Just I had to write a college, and I just randomly wrote a paper on this subject. And it was about a white woman who got raped. Like, there's no doubt that she got raped. But, you know, it might have been the proverbial dark alley. But basically, some black man raped the shit out of her. I think beat the shit out of her. All that stuff. But she didn't really remember his face that well. And then the cops put a lineup in front of her. And I can't remember how they suggested to her that, you know, it was one of the guys and not the other guys. You know, maybe they showed her a mug book that had one of the guy's faces in it. And then they showed her a lineup that had the same guy in it. And she's like, and so she's like, oh, you know, her brain was like, I remember the picture from the mug book. So I'm going to choose that guy out of the lineup. I think the cops told her he was in the, he was in the lineup. That was right. The cops are like, the guy is in the lineup. And so she's like, well, I have to pick one. You know, how the hell can I not remember my rapist's face? And she had seen um, one of the guys in a mug book previously. And so she chose him. And then the human brain is weird because it, was, first, it wasn't that guy. It was all, you know, the way you get exonerated from rape is DNA. And, and you know, I think in this case, and this is from like the early 90s. So it took a long time before DNA came around. And that guy was in prison for a decade or something. But anyways, the way the human brain works is when she's like, she saw the guy in the lineup and decided it was him for, you know, because they didn't run the lineup situation correctly. Then her brain put that guy's face into her memory of the rape and so then when you put her on the stand you know it literally in her mind's eye she's seen that guy that face you know on top of her or whatever even though it wasn't the guy at all and i believe they've done studies but cross-racial rapes and um, whatever the women are more suggestible or you know can't remember the face as well or yeah it's easier to get them to basically easier to get them to falsely accuse someone i guess what's my point so it is true that that's what happens, but it doesn't really apply to college rape accusations whatsoever. Unless someone who's not in college like goes onto the campus and grabs a girl, which happens. And boy, I hate to say it. I don't know what I don't know what the proportion of rapes are that are committed by black males, but let's say it was 70%. If 70% of rapes are committed by black males, then the exact number of exonerations you would expect is 70%. And I don't think that's right. I think it's lower. Rape is one of those ones that white white men like to do. Like, white men don't commit a lot of crimes. But there's a few of them that they like to do, and they're pretty much all against women. They like to murder their wives, and they like to date rape their dates. But, for instance, they don't do stranger rape, so as, as long as you don't get to know that guy, you're safe. All right. I don't want to say it, so I'm just going to let Glenn say it here. Could there be cultural differences... Here I speculate, and I probably shouldn't. I, black men and white women, I assume that's a lot of these cases. 
Could there be cultural differences between racial groups? I really don't know that there are. I'm not saying that there are. I'm just asking if there could be. In terms of the male-female thing where you interact and you say yes, you say no, and you have sex or you don't, where it's like mixed signals or something, again, forgive me for being so naive, so crude. He didn't mean it the way she took it, kind of thing like that, or... We do it differently over here than we do it over there. <laughs> and then it ends up being rape or a rape accusation when, in fact, it's something kind of less. Uh, I mean, it might still be problematic. I mean, you know, but. <laughs> um, Bazelon replies to that. She's like, I'm not a cultural anthropologist. Kind of like someone should study that and figure out if that's the problem. Uh, obviously, no one's going to study that shit because you might get the wrong answer. But she says maybe a disproportionate chunk of these accused rapists is people from other countries. Probably not Asian people. And then another disproportionate group is poor people. And that makes sense. You know, poor people commit more crimes. Are accused of more crimes? Falsely accused? I don't know. And then she says, you know, what is consent? What exactly does consent mean? And whatever. Rich white women may have a different idea of consent from the rest of the planet. Twitter handle, at Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.